Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktena, and today we'll be talking about yes and no stones as a means of validating information you get through your intuition and spiritual practices. A common problem people in spiritual community experience is how to validate or confirm what they know. We're so used to double-checking things through our senses, through other people, multiple sourcing, and so on, we don't even realize we're doing it until something causes us to focus on it. However, with intuition, journeying, meditation, dream work, and more, the information can be hard to understand, let alone validate in the moment. And it's as vulnerable to wishful thinking as flirting and dating. We humans are prone to see what we want to see, after all. And even when we get verification of what we saw, heard, felt, or knew, it can be long after we really need it. The space between the cause and effect can be years, or even decades, rather than the next moment. And by that time, we either don't care or don't remember why we would have. This type of information is also prone to perspective errors, meaning if you're trying to get verification through another person, what you get back might be confusing. It's a bit like art. You're both seeing the same sculpture, but what meaning you make of it, how it affects you or doesn't, the implications of it, and so on, will vary radically from person to person. Luckily, there are some readily available tools and methods for filling in the gap. One of these is a pendulum. Choose the particular kind you like, test it with answers you already know in order to see which way it swings for yes and no, and you can then ask simple, direct questions. The difficulty with this is operator error. The pendulum must be able to move freely, but not be directed how to move by the holder. However, it is nearly impossible for humans to hold their bodies steady. We've all experienced this in our everyday lives. When we most need to hold our hands or arms or fingers still is exactly when we realize how impossible it is. This is why camera apps for your phone automatically apply steadying formulas and why we use tripods for professional photos and videos. Heck, it's the entire reason for Steadicam technology in the film and television industry. So, unless you're really skilled at holding absolutely still, your body automatically moves the pendulum, influencing it. Also, despite all our good intentions, we have underlying desires which cause our nervous system to hijack our actions. This is the problem with the not-touching-your-face rule we're all struggling with during COVID, by the way. Our bodies only somewhat obey our conscious commands, and so we can swear we're not influencing the pendulum when others are watching us doing just that. Pendulums, therefore, are easy to use, but require a high amount of skill and self-control to be accurate. This is even more so the case with the other preferred method, muscle testing. This works through checking to see how strong your arm or hand is and holding itself in position when resistance is placed on it, then having the person hold, touch, or smell something, and being tested again. 
If the smelling, touching, or holding of something makes your arm or hand stronger and more able to resist, then the answer is good or yes, depending on the question. If it makes your arm weaker, then the answer is bad or no. The underlying assumption is the response comes from a part of the self which is purely reactive and not controllable with conscious thought. Like a lie detector test, it's meant to be utilizing responses we can't control to make us into a verification system. However, what is responding is our nervous system, which is absolutely wired into our desires, our fight-or-flight responses, and our understanding right, wrong, or neutral, of what is good or bad for us. Hence, people with PTSD can be re-traumatized by loud noises, recognized scents, or even visuals of clothing which is similar to what the perpetrator wore. Our nervous system may be instinctive, but it isn't any wiser than our conscious brain, nor is it infallible. So people who muscle test to see if something they want to be true is true will often get a true result. If they don't want something to be true, but fear it may be, they can get a true result because their fear is stronger than any other reaction, filling the body with adrenaline and therefore flooding the limb with biochemicals specifically designed to make it stronger and more powerful for a short amount of time. The only way to have muscle testing be close to accurate is to have no interest in the answers or outcome, both consciously and subconsciously. It's possible to do this with some things, but usually difficult to do with the things we would actually like to have validated. I mean, we wouldn't be asking the question if we weren't interested in the answer and hoping for one in particular. A system which is less prone to these errors, but is less widely known, is yes and no stones. Used by a variety of indigenous cultures, many in North and South America, they consist of two stones of roughly equal size, weight, and shape. One will be a dark color and the other a light color to make them easily distinguishable. The stones are then held, one in each hand. The person holding them asks a yes or no question. The stone, representing the answer, then responds. This can be by making itself feel heavier getting warmer, feeling electric, seeming to increase in size, or even vibrating a bit. What makes this a bit more accurate is that the stones are answering without any action necessary from the questioner. There's no movement necessary, no input from the person's body, no activity at all. Just hold the stones, and the stones do the work. This is not to say the method is infallible. None is. People can imagine a response where none occurred or mistake their own energy release as a response and so on. However, it's harder to do these things and more obvious, so it causes less confusion and frustration. Yes and no stones are something anyone can use, and they're simple to set up. First, find two stones. These should not be crystals, which are overly reactive to energy and often programmable, so we'll stop reporting correctly if they do so at all. River rocks, agates, and marble all work well instead. The stones should be light enough to hold in the hands comfortably, but not so small you can't feel them. They should be roughly the same shape, 
size, and weight, and one should be light and the other dark. Second, you'll need to determine which one is yes and which is no. This is not something you can assume as the color doesn't matter in this regard. Hold both stones in your hand and ask a question where you know the answer is yes. Pay attention to which stone responds. Then ask a question where the answer is no. The other stone will respond. Do this a few times until you're clear on which is yes and which is no. You only need to go through this once. They've now agreed to their roles and will be consistent in their responses going forward. Third, decide on a way to store them so they stay together and are easily available to you when you need confirmation. I tend to keep them in a bag together or in a drawer, but do whatever works for you and for the stones. Minerals of all kinds have a tendency to disappear or magically migrate to other areas when they don't like the situation they're in. So make them comfortable, keep them clean, and appreciate them for the service they provide. Over time, a relationship will form between you and your stones, which means you'll get answers quicker, be able to sense when you should ask things a different way or ask follow-up questions and even here when they want to help you with something and you haven't thought to ask yet. They will give consistent feedback, validation, and support on your intuition, healing work, journeying, and more as you navigate your spiritual path. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.